This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is Dirt and Spray. Uh, Dirt got fired. Um, He's looking for a job. Don't hire him. He's just to stay away from the guy. It's uh, Sports Radio, 1080 The Fan, not with Dirt. Sorry, dude. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. What is a Sprague? We can just call him Craig. Yeah, that's your new name, Craig. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. I'm here to support a friend and a word calling. You don't know what love is. Love you very much, Francine. The Fan. Hey, let's do this final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. Thanks for being with us on a Monday. Sprague's out today. Executed a trade today for Friday. Him and Swag did the show from home naked on uh, Friday. I took the day off because of the weather, and uh, I gave him today off. That was the trade. Maybe some cash, maybe a player to be named later, but that's where we're at right now. He'll be back tomorrow. Got a lot to get to here in the final hour of the show. A surprise number one pick potentially on the horizon in the NFL draft, and I got to say, I'm I'm not a, not not that upset by the news. So we'll tell you what's going on there. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Uh, what else we got? New rules hit, hit uh, Major League Baseball over the weekend. I want to talk about that because that's going to cause all sorts of controversy early on in the baseball season. And uh, there's some highlights we'll play for you here in a moment. So that's all still to come here in the final hour of the show. We were just talking about Apple TV and their production of MLS. And we had a lot of t- you know somebody, uh, people texting in that they watched it. It was great. Uh, somebody said they love the... Um, the kind of I don't know what they're calling their red zone show, but their red zone show was awesome. Somebody said uh, another listener uh, mentioned the, the quality of the broadcast. Um, so we got some folks out there that that watch this weekend, and I I find it fascinating because the Pac-12 is potentially in negotiations with Apple TV, and there might end up being some sort of a partnership there. And I'm just curious the quality. So gonna watch the Timbers game tonight. Curious how it goes. Got a tweet. Now this is I mean next level thinking. That would be incredible. It'll never happen. Uh, but we'll be very excited about it. Somebody said, your talk of MLS mimicking the Red Zone channel on Apple TV made me think, could they do that with multiple sports? Could we just get a channel that jumps in all games and shows us plays live in baseball and basketball? Like you got to have the broadcast right for multiple sports, so it'll, it'll never happen. But if, if you could find a way to create that and just have like a, hey, here's the bottom of the ninth, this is a bases-loaded situation. Oh, let's like, especially now that we're getting close to having the NBA and Major League Baseball go on at the same time, you give me those as a double whammy show, I'm watching it constantly. Here's the fourth quarter, it's a one-point game. Oh, let's go to the top of the sixth, they got the bases loaded and a two-to-two game. Like, bouncing around sport to sport would be great. I don't think it'll ever happen, well, the only- but it would be awesome. And I don't know. I mean, ESPN, I think, is the only one that's got rights to everything. Like, they're the one. I guess ESPN does have baseball rights and basketball rights, yeah. They got NHL rights. And NHL, yeah. Throw they the are NHL an NFL in there too. partner. Now, the NFL partner won't. No. Well, that... they already have the red zone. Yeah, but everything yeah. else that plays, you know, on any given night, college basketball. A multiple sport red zone. 
So, Trademark. Let's make this happen. Yeah, that's what. Well, <laughs> if you go back and think what ESPN News was when it first started, it was just constant. It was like yeah, a half hour yeah. loop, and then it's stuff updated. But the ability to take a feed live and cut into it, um, I don't know what they'd have to pay, and I don't know what you'd have to pay as a viewer. But yeah. I mean, I'd watch the hell out of that. It'd essentially be like be like sitting at a sports, but the the group that's going to do it is a <laughs> right, right. is a is a sports book. Yes, if you get a sports book that has a relationship so with all those, when one of them has whether it's DraftKings or FanDuel yeah, or Caesars, Caesars or whatever. whatever that gets a partnership with all of them, yeah. and then they have their channel that, and they can just cut the stuff. Yeah, then then that's all you need, really, yeah. as a sports fan, and then access to watch your teams. Exactly. Yeah, you want to be able to watch your. You want to watch your well. teams, and then show me what is the most important <laughs> stuff going on on any given night. It is hilarious how like I we are so spoiled as media consumers now. I I talked about this last week because I uh, there's a new show on HBO, The Last of Us, and I finally started diving into it with the wife because we had I don't know if I've spent that much time around my wife in the last like six months. She didn't have to go to work. I wasn't going to work. It's like four days. There's nowhere to go. It's like, hey, this is great. I forgot. Hey, look at that. We're married. I totally forgot. I don't see you very often because she works a totally different schedule than I do. And I just I see her for like 45 minutes at night and I go to bed because I'm old and I got to get some sleep. And she's just kind of coming home from work. So it's great to spend kind of four days just relaxing around the house. But we started watching The Last of Us, which, by the way, great show. I think we're three or four episodes in. Loving it. But I, I mentioned I'm so spoiled as a media consumer because it's hard for me to not watch shows with the ability to binge anymore. Like, I, I hate that of watching an episode and they leave you with the cliffhanger and you realize you got to wait a whole nother week for the next episode. I want, give me the next one now. I want it now, damn it. And the red zone has done that to me in the NFL. Like, I don't watch NFL outside of primetime games, obviously, from Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday night. The red zone's the only way that I can watch the NFL. Like, I just, I never watch a local random broadcast at one o'clock of like a Seahawks and Rams game when there's four other games going on at the same time. And I'm going to see all the prominent highlights from that game. So we're kind of spoiled as sports fans. But if you gave me that with multiple sports, I'd be all for it. Somebody said, if you watch the MLS on Apple TV uh, equipment, you can do picture in picture and it's easy to just switch in between games. Like, Dude, I'm telling you, man, I'm my I'm intrigued by this. There's something here. Now, again, your numbers are going to go down. Yeah. But there there is a certain aspect of that I don't I don't like that people are pointing out that this is all bad news for the conference. And and again, we don't even know if it ends up being Apple TV, but there's some smoke with that fire. But if if you just if you give me a great quality broadcast with the ability to switch easily, like yep. there's a, there's a lot of things that can be a positive out of this. Ultimately, it's a negative because the Big Ten and the SEC are probably going to do their own thing, and they're making a billion dollars more than everybody else. Well, there's nothing you can do to catch up. There's but- a chicken and an egg thing, too, is is somebody's got to go, and you got to get in the college football playoff, you're and you need to make, make a run, noise. and you yeah. need somebody needs to win a national championship. You, yeah. you have to. In the next five years for your next TV yes. deal to make any yeah. And any so you've got to force, you have to force the rest of the nation to take you seriously. Yes, you do, and until you win a national championship, they won't take you seriously, whether you're on Apple TV right. or ESPN. And that part is really beyond George Klyavkov's control. He's there's only so much he can do. Right. Um, but yeah, and I think well, we talked about this. I think the technology, and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's cable Comcast. Like, if we're having the ability to have regular cable channels, you know, ESPN and those sorts of things, as well as then some sort of app feed access or whatever. What we need, what the next piece of technology needs to be is 
your big screen TV or your video wall or whatever, you need to have a unit, whether it's a receiver or something that consolidates multiple feeds going in at once. Yeah. So you can have like the picture in picture or one big one and three small ones underneath and you can just rotate, log, change you channels. know, okay, I'm focused on these games. I mean, it's not like you can't you can't have it at home where you're just up there. On like how football Saturday, you're usually never watching more than two games at once. Like yeah. you can flip back and forth like two your games team, going and on, and then there's like, like the yeah. big game and something else. But if you had the ability to have like one big one and then three smaller ones below it, and you could flip back and forth. Oh god, no. So if you could have a four tuner, you know, <laughs> set top cable box or something, that that's where you need to go, and it can accept. I can have an internet stream feed. I can have a cable channel. I can have an over-the-air channel, whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah. But you've got to make it where you don't have to log out of a thing all the way out of the Apple TV app. Now I want to get into yeah, the, the – uh, Change that's my HDMI to go back to cable so exactly. I can watch this channel on cable. The minute yeah. i got to jump through five yeah. hoops just to – quote, change a channel, now you've lost me. And I understand yeah. everybody's got there and their proprietary thing, but give me something where I can put all my feeds into one thing and then go back and forth between the feeds. I'm with you on that. The, the one angle I will bring up with that, though, at least, like, I, I, if another conference was doing this, like, let's say the Pac-12 and the Big 12 were, were Yeah, let's switched. say the Big 12 goes like, to this. I'm not going to watch a lot of Big 12 football. I'm just going to be honest with you because of these problems that you're highlighting. Like, yeah. if there's a big, you know, Oklahoma State's undefeated and they're playing whatever, another big, you know, TCU's undefeated and they're 9-0, and like, yeah, I'm going to go check out that game. It's a big-time Big 12 game. But when it's when it's your conference and it's your team, that's why I'm not as concerned about it in the meantime. Because when a duck game is on on Saturday, I'm not I'm not flipping around a lot. Like I'm watching the game. I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to change the channel during commercials. Like maybe I'll I'll have an iPad going where I'm watching another game at the same time, or maybe I'll change the channel at halftime. But I'm not I'm not flipping back and forth constantly throughout unless it's a game where you're playing Portland State and it's 72 to nothing in the third quarter. Like yeah, at that point I'm out and let's see if any freshmen play. But I'm moving on. Um, but it, that that is the part of it for me that I, I I totally am with you on the concerns of changing from app to cable to this app to go watch this game or that game. But if it's your team, I just I don't feel that sense of pressure as much. And I'm sure Beaver fans are the same way. Like Beaver games on, like dude, I'm glued into the Beaver game. Now that game's over. Okay, let's see what else is on, and I'll flip around. And if I'm watching an Apple TV game, it's not my squad. Like it's Washington versus Utah. Like, yeah, maybe I'll flip around a little bit more, and then it'll become more of a pain in the ass. But when it's your team, I I just I tend to be glued in from start to finish whenever my team's playing on Saturdays, and then you kind of go check out everything else that's going on on the weekend. I got another college football note I want to get to, a, a troubling sign for things ahead for a conference, and it's finally not the Pac-12. Let's make fun of somebody else. But could they be the answer to the Pac-12's problems? I want to talk about that. We'll get to the baseball rule changes coming up bottom of the hour. Back after this on The Fam. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, a couple more quick thoughts here. I don't want to get sidetracked. We appreciate your, your text at the fan text line, 503-864-6326. We, I usually end up reading one and then like a segment goes by because my mind just wanders and we're like, oh, that's a good point. Uh, somebody said, I think the numbers for the conference would go down way less than expected. A lot of new graduate, newly graduated classes don't have cable. They do have Apple TV. It may exclude some of the older generation, but it will definitely include some of the younger generation. I have Apple TV, but I don't have cable. And I, I do think that's a valid point. It's a generational thing. Uh, but the amount, like I have Apple TV, watching Ted Lasso was a must for me once I saw that show and I bought Apple TV for Ted Lasso. And now you're like, hey, they come out with good movies all the time. They got some other really good shows. Uh, and so, I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in Apple TV and what they're doing. Somebody said, easy fix for the Pac-10. Get two teams on the East Coast and rename the conference the 12-pack and lean into the name. I like where you're going with that. And it kind of leads into this next segment. So over the weekend, so much attention has been paid to the Big 12, their television contract. They have expanded their conference. Now they're trying to maybe poach some of this, you know, Southwest Pac-12 schools or Pac-10 schools. We've talked a lot about the Big 12. The Pac-10, 12 has been dragged through the coals over the last two years, and rightfully so, right? We are, we're, we're in a mess. We're dealing with, like, Ion Television. I'm fully expecting at this point a deal with the CW to get announced. Like, come on, come join us at the CW. We'll be on after Live Golf. It's going to be great. Well, let's finally make fun of another conference, because this conference is skated by, and boy, oh, boy, are their chickens coming home to roost here soon. And that is the ACC. So for those who don't know the situation of the ACC, their commissioner signed a television contract with ESPN as the primary carrier that lasts until 2036. I repeat, 2036. This past year, they are already $30 million behind the SEC and the Big Ten, and that is before the new television contract for the SEC and the Big Ten kick in, what, in the next year, year, you know, two years, whenever those are starting? So that, that gap is only going to grow. Well, the first crack in the armor has appeared, and it is coming from Florida State. Their athletic director over the weekend, Michael Alford, he met with his board of trustees. Uh, this was on Friday, I guess. And basically started, started to bang the drum of like, hey, something's got to change. We got a growing revenue gap. The other conferences are blowing us out. And the biggest brands in the ACC are incredibly unhappy. So some of the stuff that's getting discussed behind the scenes, one, again, their deal lasts until 2036. There are estimates that in order to break that grant of rights deal, which comes for every ACC institution until, what, for another 13 years, it is going to cost over $120 million per school just to get out of that. So you're going to need a, a university to come up with $120 million, or you're going to need a television network to front you the money, like, hey, we want you on our network, come play for us. But the SEC owns the rights to the ACC and, or excuse me, ESPN owns the rights to the SEC and the ACC. So if you already have ACC prominent programs on your networks, why would you pay $120 million per school to get Clemson and Florida State to just play, wait for it, on your network against other teams. It doesn't make any sense. So these schools are kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, and I don't know where that money's going to come from. And this is insane to have this deal last until 2036. Like, just to put it in perspective, like, the Pac-12 is expected to sign a five-year deal on this next TV negotiation that hopefully we find out some information soon. 
that's going to put you until 2028. You're, they're still going to have another eight years on their deal. And the Pac-12 is already going to be able to, if they still exist, renegotiate and go into their next television contract. And their commissioner, I mean, he or not their commissioner, but the, the athletic director at Florida State, had some pretty pointed things to say about this. He said, something's got to change. We can't compete nationally. We're already $30 million behind uh, every year. It's not just one year. We're talking about $30 million compounded year after year. Now, what they're trying to figure out in the ACC, but they can't get everybody to agree on, and I think this is an insight into what the Pac-12 might be negotiating as well, they're trying to figure out a way to distribute the revenue unequally. That's the biggest thing that Florida State, Clemson, Miami, like the prominent teams in the ACC, North Carolina probably for hoops, Duke for hoops, like they're trying to say, wait a minute here. Why are we not? Why is Wake Forest getting the same piece of the pie as we are? Florida State has, they had a market valuation done, and he told his board members that Florida State contributes 15% of the value of the ACC's media rights deal, 15%. Whereas the equal distribution grants them 7% of the, 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 the distribution of that money. So the 14 full members all get the equal number uh, of a percentage in that deal. And so he's saying, wait a minute, we're bringing in more money to the conference, but we're not taking more money home. And they're having a really hard time getting the lesser teams in the ACC to agree with it, which I understand from their point. Like, hey, you're trying to make us <laughs> take some money out of our pocket. We're, we're not cool with that. But Florida State, Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, Duke, like the bigger programs in the ACC – are not thrilled with the direction that things are going. And I, I feel like there's somewhat of a solution here. And it was what we kind of got into over the last year or two, talking about partnerships and are we going to play non-conference games and all that. Like, is there not something here with the Pac-12 and the ACC that we can be a lifeline for each other? Like, is there not some sort of relationship that we can enter, enter into as multiple conferences into one big giant conference to try and save everybody from leaving and the legacy of your conferences being officially tarnished? Like, there's got to be a solution here. The, a merge makes a ton of sense. Will it happen? Probably not. But when you look at the plight of what the Pac-10 is going through right now and having a hard time getting their television contract, you look at what the ACC members are. They're starting to kick up dust, man, and this is not going to go away. they got another 13 years on this deal. When the Big Ten and the SEC contracts kick in over the next couple of years and they find themselves $50 million in the hole against those conferences, $60 million, depending on you know how, how big those revenues get in those two major conferences, you're going to have a hard time keeping athletic directors, presidents, football coaches. Like these guys are only going to get more pissed because they're falling behind. And Florida State's AD is right in saying, hey, we're $30 million behind right now. How the hell are we supposed to compete nationally when teams in the SEC and Big Ten are making $30 million more a year than us? I mean, that goes into facilities. It's going to go into name, image, and likeness spending, where all that's heading. It goes into firing and hiring coaches to paying assistant coaches. Like, it's everything around every athletic department that you have. And when you have that big of a gap between the two, it makes it really tough to con- to, to compete. And that's where the Pac-10 is right now, trying to figure out how can we navigate that landscape. And the ACC is starting to realize, like, wait a minute, 13 years left on our deal. There is no light at the end of this tunnel. That is a long ways off. And nobody's paying $120 million to get you out in the meantime, unless your university's coming up with that level of money. And so the ACC is in a really rough spot. And Florida State became the first crack in their armor this weekend their athletic director coming out saying this cannot continue. We got to find a way around it. He wants unequal revenue distribution in the meantime. The other ACC schools are not agreeing to it. And that's something I think keep an eye on in the Pac-10. If 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 Klyavkov is adamant about, I would imagine Oregon and Washington are your two biggest brands remaining. Utah's a really good program. But in terms of national exposure, probably Oregon and Washington, the two big dogs left. 
you give them a little bit more of the pie to try and make them happy in case the Big Ten comes calling. Like, you got to try and do whatever you can to survive. An unequal revenue distribution is probably the next step here. But keep an eye on this out of the ACC. First AD coming out saying this ain't cool. We're $30 million behind these other schools. Something's got to change. I think you just partner up, man. Call up the ACC, Pac-12, get on the phone. Let's play some non-conference games. Let's try and make some juicy matchups. Like, try and find a way to link up somehow, some way, because this environment of conferences going it by themselves, it's going to be very hard to survive against the Big Ten and the ACC, or Big Ten and SEC, and it's going to take a little bit of a group effort. I'm going to get to some rule changes in baseball. They came down, and we got our first look at them this weekend. Controversy already ending a game. What do we make of it? Let's dive into that coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back in. 8.33 on a Monday morning. Let's get to something that started over the weekend that I can't wait to see how this all plays out. So for those who did not pay attention, I, we didn't even really end up talking about this much. I think it was the time where it was announced, and it was it was like in the middle of football season, if I remember. Like There was just a lot going on. This was kind of buried under the radar of like, oh, that, that's right, that happened. And this weekend we got our first look at it. For those who don't know, uh, Major League Baseball has some new rules, ladies and gentlemen. And they debuted this weekend because spring oh, yeah. training got underway. They are new to major leagues. Not to the minor leagues. For those of us who were out there at minor league games all season last year, we got a preview of it. <laughs> yes, you did. So for those who don't know, here are the rules that went into place. Uh, the, the shift rule is now, this is the only one that I'm not a huge fan of. I'm not a big fan we'll of this one, plays out. but we'll um, take a look. Basically, you have to have two infielders on each side of second base. So you can't Correct. stack four guys or three guys, two guys on each side of second base. Right. And the other aspect of this rule, to my knowledge, is that all the infielders have to have their feet in the dirt at yes, the Yes, and so they made uniform. All of the Major League ballparks have a uniform. The outfield, the infield outfield cut is the same Okay. in every ballpark now. So you they can't move they guys measured in that. It's okay. 90% a 95-foot radius from the mount is something weird. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that part I don't mind. Now, you can bring a fifth. You can bring an outfielder in to be a fifth infielder if you want to do that, like late in the game. 
if they're like you're worried about a yeah. bunt or an infield sure. single or something, close you can down the still infield. do that. Yes. Now that guy has got to go on one side or the other. Yeah, you can put two outfielders and three infielders on one. And, you know, or you can move. So what you can do if you still against left-handed power hitters, if you want to move an in, an outfielder up close to play that shallow. Yeah. You can do that and then have your two outfielders in the power alleys. Yeah, there's still ways around And there's it. some thought that we'll see which teams might employ that. But your infielders have to start on the infield. So for the, the penalty for that, if you don't know, so is a ball. It's a ball. And basically, if it ends up happening during a play, the hitting team can decide if they want to accept the penalty or not. So yeah. If, like, if, 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 like a defensive offsides. Exactly. So if you hit if a line drive. If I hit drive, the bomb, yeah, I get to take the play. If exactly. not, I get five yards in the down back. Exactly. And in this case, it's a ball. So that's the only one I'm like, ah, you know, I'm not huge on that, but we'll see how it plays out. That That's one of the rules. They have a bigger base now. They're hoping that that creates more stolen base chances. You can't throw over to first base as many times. That one I'm all for. Give me a bigger base, whatever. It looks kind of funny on TV. We can make Jose Altuve jokes about him being small on the base. It's great. But I, that doesn't affect me at all. The one that I am 100% behind and I love and we saw it in, in play this weekend is the pitch clock has made its way to Major League Baseball. We now have a pitch clock. Now, if you watch any spring training, which you probably didn't because you're a rational person, I did. I watched maybe 10, 15 minutes of the Mariner game I watched, on Saturday. Uh, I watched my Dodgers watched a couple Dodgers of times game. because, yeah, some kids are going to have to step up this year. <laughs> well, it's fine. You know, I'll check out a couple of spring training. You get a chance to look at prospects yeah. for the first time. You know, it's just, you know, hey, there's something there if you're a baseball fan. If not, you, you're just probably falling asleep during this conversation. But I do think this is pertinent. So the pitchers are now going to have 15 seconds to throw a pitch when the bases are empty in 20 seconds to throw a pitch with a runner on base. The hitters have to be in the batter's box in order to help the pitcher. You have to be in the batter's box with eight seconds left on the pitch clock. Okay, so you're basically allowing the pitcher, hey, you stay ready. The hitter, if he wants to step out, if he fouls one off, whatever the case, you got to be back in by eight seconds. If the pitcher does not execute in the time of the pitch clock, it is a ball. And if the hitter is not in the batter's box with eight seconds to go on the pitch clock, it is a strike. And the hitter has to be ready to hit. You can't have one leg yes. in, one leg out, tapping your whatever, futzing with your batting gloves. You are ready to hit. At eight seconds, the pitcher can wind and fire. He is. And, and also on the pitch clock expiring, you don't have to release the ball. The, you got to start, start into your, your motion. motion. You got to be in your motion, okay? So this happens over the weekend. We get our first spring training games, and this was the Atlanta Braves taking on the Boston Red Sox. It is a 6-6 game. It is the bottom of the ninth inning. It is a full count, 3-2. and two. There's two outs. For those who don't know, they don't play extra innings in spring training because that's stupid. Why would Thank you? Thank God we Thank got God. rid of that rule. There's no need to play extra innings in spring training. These games don't matter. So, again, the scene for you, 6-6, 3-2 count, two outs, bottom of the ninth, bases loaded. It's like, hey, it's a fun way to start your spring training, and this happens. Could have run them up easily. Uh-oh. And now what? He's out. They have called strike three. Wow. <laughs> so, the announcers didn't even know what was going on. They were like, wait, on. what's happening? So all of a sudden the umpire stands up and yep. it's like, strike, game over. Because there's no there's no extra innings and the game is tied. And yeah. again, it's 3-2 count. So he does, the hitter in this situation was not in the box with eight seconds to go. He didn't know what was going on. He starts yeah, like um, running points to first to base. Points to his watch like Dame time says time violation, rings him up. <laughs> he strikes up. Yeah, game, the first the few over. times that happened to end an inning uh, at the hops, you were like, what was going on? And so 
the umps quickly learned, okay, we have to be a little bit more demonstrative and, and point or explain. Now, they're not mic'd up, obviously, in the minor leagues the way they are in the major leagues. I will. It'll be interesting to see if they eventually have the home plate umpires <laughs> right. explain what's going on. Which you, I, I think in, in these cases probably is a good idea. I think at the start like, of the season, turn around, yes. Okay, batter wasn't in the box. The now, they can still hit. do the motions, yeah. so they will come out. They'll wave their arms, time out. They'll look up. <laughs> alert, alert. And they'll... They'll point to the watch or the clock or something, and they'll either, you know, give a strike motion or put their hands up as a ball, and they'll give the count, 1-0 yeah. or 0-1 or whatever it is. So, yeah, it's but this is – anybody that watched a minor league game isn't going to be shocked. They've nope. all seen this before, but it's perfect to do it in spring training. So you can't just – throw this on people game. Now there's people that won't watch spring training and whatever that tough, but they got a month and a half now to one, get used to it, but for fans to get used to yeah. seeing what will happen. And the players, the players, it's key. Like for a lot of pitchers that work slow, like you're going to have to speed up your process and there's going to be an adjustment there. Uh, but I, I will tell you this as a fan who watches a lot of baseball, mainly, mainly just my team. I don't watch a lot of non giants baseball, but I watch a lot of my team. We've all been there on like a Wednesday night in late July, and your team's not playing great. They can't get a hit to save their lives. They're losing two to nothing, and you're just like, what? Like, you're just bored out of your mind because nothing is happening in the game. And your team brings in a relief pitcher that decides to take 90 seconds in between pitches. And you you almost contemplate ripping your television out of the exactly. wall. It is the worst. Like, let's go. It takes forever. And there's nothing worse than that. When a hitter steps out after every pitch to adjust his glove, like, yep. get your ass in the box and let's play the damn game. Well, I think on Saturday, I don't know about Sunday's games, but through Saturday, spring training games. Last year, spring training games averaged like two hours, 56 minutes. It was like two hours and 32 minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, the, the Giants played their first game was against the Cubs. It was like yeah. 12 to 10, and the yeah. game took three hours and nine minutes. Yeah, there you go. A 12 to 10 game. How many pitches? And, and pitching changes <laughs> yes. all over the board in spring training and stuff. So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's going to keep it moving. It, and that's I, – I am all for it. Like somebody said, I'm already triggered by this. How how do the players agree to this crap? I mean, baseball, you got to do something. They didn't. They the, There was a provision in the CBA that said any yeah. it, rule changes, you have to give them so much notice. And they gave them notice. And They've they been, gave them notice. And, and they started so, in the minor leagues. They worked their way up. Let's try it out. It works. They like, did the whole process. This is not a surprise. There will be some players – like Scherzer's already come out and said, this is awesome. Now that I know how it works, I have all the control. I don't yeah. have to sit here and be at the behest of the waiting, waiting on the mound for, the batter. for a batter to get Once into the Once I know what's going on, eight yeah. seconds, I can fire a pitch and I can totally dictate it. So it's just going to be individual players that have gotten used to taking their time are going to have to speed up and yeah. some are going to figure it out and others are just going to fight it like yeah, if you can't figure it out, that's on you. You're not going to last long. This is not a surprise to anybody. They've right. known <laughs> this is coming for a couple of seasons now. Yeah, somebody said the catcher wasn't even the crouch yet on that call. Well, I mean, because the pitcher still had eight seconds to throw the ball. Yeah, that doesn't matter. That, the, the rule is, the, just as a hitter, you got to be in the box ready to go with eight seconds left on the pitch clock. Now, somebody's also asking, and this is an aspect of it, I'm not sure how it's going to fully play out in the regular season. Yep. So if you flip around during spring training games, there, there is a basically what it appears to be a play clock in the NFL where you can see those sometimes in the yeah, end zone. Yeah, so there'll be two in the outfield, too, on the sides of the batter's eyes. So the the um, the hitter can see it, 
and then there's one on each side. Yes. Depending on how close it gets to home Pitchers plate, can you may or may not see, see it, it in the camera shot. And that's the part of it where I'm just not sure as a sports fan because there are some spring training angles where you can see the clock behind the mound yeah. or excuse me behind home plate on the television screen because yep. of the angle of the spring training cameras. It, I was reading this weekend though that it does. They don't think that'll be the case in big league ballparks where they're not going to have it viewable from the outfield camera. And so what I'm curious as a viewer is where how do you incorporate that into the broadcast mode? Because you got that obviously in football, you got your play clock running down. Yeah. Basketball, you got your shot clock. I saw clock, the like- Dodgers had it. So in the scorebug box, um, where they had the pitch count. So when um when the clock started, it would go to the clock, like the shot clock on an NBA thing. And then after the clock, when the pitch came, they would go back to just the pitch count. So that's where they're incorporating on the score bug. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, the, and, and I most, like that. most places will work it in there in some. You got to have it there, so you're kind of tracking. It's yeah. just there, there's a sense of urgency, and baseball needs a sense of urgency. Like I, yeah, I'm a dinosaur when it comes to this kind of stuff. But even I'm like, I, I, I get it. Let's have, oh, let's move it along. I miss the days. Have better uh, pace. Let's go. Yeah. Greg Maddox. There's uh, too many guys that work too slow, and there's too many hitters that take way yeah. too long. Now, a good question, and I don't, you probably know the answer to this. Um, what, what is the ruling if a guy fouls a ball off his foot? Uh, the foul ball, uh, uh, the, it's at the. That's at the ump's discretion. Okay, so if a guy's riding, so if a guy's coming, or yeah. the ump can, and you'll see the ump twirl his finger as to when to start the clock. Okay. Um, so yeah, foul balls. Obviously, they ha- if something goes down, it's almost like you know, resetting the line the play or whatever. The they got to wait to get the ball out of the field to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yes, the ump is there, and he can stop it if there's an interruption in play or something's not ready to begin. Yeah. So you'll see him twirl his finger like the home run signal um, when it it's ready to go back. The and the batter gets one timeout. The batter can call time once in a plate appearance. Okay. So he can stop it. And the pitcher can have two disengagements, whether it's a throw over or whether they just want to re- Step go off through the, the signs, mound. whatever. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Somebody said, for record-keeping purposes, would a strikeout on a time violation count as a strikeout on the pitcher's stats? That I don't know. I believe so, okay. but I don't know if there's a different designation. I would I would count that. I mean, if a guy's not getting in the box and it's a strike three, I, I don't really mind calling that. It'd be funny if we see strike. I, mean, I think I think hitters will get used to this. You're not going to see a ton of guys striking out on on clock violations. This was opening weekend, and that's why it caused a lot of chaos because it's the first games these guys are yeah. playing. Barry Machado got the very first one, I yeah. think, in his first at bat against the Mariners. Like if you're a longtime big leaguer, man, like it's one thing if you played in the minors the last two years and now you're playing in spring training, you're yeah. used to this. But if you're a big leaguer over the last ten years, you haven't seen exactly. any of these rules in place. Like and the you're biggest one's going to be some of those relievers that take nine years to like Kenley Jansen comes to mind. Cause I saw him and he had this whole thing forever. and he's tweaking his arm. And also the guys that, um, kind of do that foot tap thing on, yeah. on the mound. Um, you kind of rock and rock and rock until they get set. Um, that doesn't count as starting the motion. Yeah. So it's when you actually pick your leg up and go. It's. It, I'm really curious to see how this all works out because I think the taking away of the shift aspect is going to add more base runners. Just you would hope at least the guys are going to get on base more because you can't overload one side of the infield the way that you used to be able to. And also the disengagement rule that you're talking about where you have two abilities in an yep. at-bat where you could either be a pickoff, a fake pickoff. But if you got a fast guy on base, you throw two pickoffs, you can't go over again. Nope. Guy can get a mile. I mean, he just takes off whenever he wants to, essentially. Not early because then yeah. you can step off the mound. But if 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 you're a base dealer, like you're going to have more guys on base and you're going to have more runs scored, you would imagine. 
And I'm curious to see how that fits in with the pitch clock. Because the pitch clock's going to speed up the game, undoubtedly. But you're also adding more action. And so I'm just curious how that all weighs out. But we saw our first controversies this weekend. A game ends between Boston and Atlanta on a on a called strike three call because the hitter was not in the box with eight seconds to go in the clock. And, hey, times change. Sports evolve. Here comes baseball. We got a pitch clock, and we'll see how it plays out. Uh, spring training got underway this weekend. Let's wrap it up on a Monday uh, next on The Fam. I got one more crazy stat on Damian Lillard I want to give you. Things we didn't get to today that I'll save for tomorrow. A potential surprise at number one in the NFL draft. I'm going to get to that. It was a great weekend in the NBA. I'll let Sprague run about that tomorrow. That Boston-Philly game was awesome on Saturday. Can I just... (laughs) I'm incredibly jealous of organizations that pay for changing their court for different uniforms and games. I was watching that Sixers game, and for a moment I thought, are they playing this in a different arena? And then I realized, no, it's the I think what is it, Wells Fargo Center, I think, where they play in Philly. They just they change their floor. If if I have to see those stupid carpet jerseys one more time on a red and black floor, I'm a Yamo burn this bitch to the ground, Jason Swigard. Okay. <laughs> I'm tired. Like if you're going with different jerseys, put yeah, a I different know. floor. Wow. Make the floor black and turquoise so they match the jersey, whatever stupid colors they are. God. Drives me nuts. I was watching that Philly. It was uh, a great game. Boston won. And I'm like, this is cool. They changed their floor for a random night on us. Like, different teams do that around the NBA. Yeah, no, I'm more. Why us. does uh, every time Nikola Jokic play in a big game look like he just emerged from a gulag? <laughs> There's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of that. They had a big one last night. I mean, did you see the gashes on his arms? <laughs> I, I think that's just... And his face is all weird yeah. colors of white and red. Yeah. Like he... That dude's getting scratched like hell going to the hoop, going through the paint. Just a big lumbering guy. He's, you know, he's getting bumped. Bump and grind the entire game, all right? What do you want from him? He's got scratches. want to read a couple thoughts on this quickly. We'll give you the last Damian Lillard stat. We're talking about baseball, the rule changes. I, You know, I get it, man. It's going to ruffle some feathers. We'll see how it all plays out. I, I tend to not like aspects of it, but I also understand that you have to evolve, and who am I to be the fuddy-duddy that stands in the way? A couple thoughts here. Somebody said, as a strategy as a hitter for a pitcher who works quickly is to slow them down, take them out of their preferred quicker rhythm. This takes that away. Not sure I like it. Pitchers also have long holds with fast runners on first to prevent them from stealing. Like, you're not wrong. That there, There's an aspect of the game of poker that happens in an at-bat of what pitch am I going to throw? What location am I going to go with? What timing am I going to change up my windup? Like, there's certain aspects of it that I think as a diehard baseball fan I love, but at the same time I have to ask myself, is is losing a little sliver of that overall going to improve the game to keep the guys from walking around the mound four times and grabbing the rosin bag three times and taking their hat off and rubbing their forehead and stepping off? Like, is, is, is ultimately, is it going to be a net positive? Like, there are some aspects of the strategy that I'm with you. I, I don't like. Um, but from an overall baseball fan standpoint, like, you got to find a way to speed up the game and improve the game, and this is the way they're trying to do it. Somebody said, I'm all for the rule changes except for banning the shift. Don't be a selfish jerk and stop pulling the ball. That that I agree with. Uh, somebody said, also, getting rid of the shift is going to be back to great defensive plays because defenders will have to cover more ground. Like, yeah, there's some nuance there for sure. Guys got to make plays in the hole a little bit more. You can't stack up guys on one side of the infield, so... I don't know. There's pluses and minuses to this. I'm going to watch a lot of spring training baseball because of these rule changes just to try and get a feel of it and see how it works. 
Um, but I understand why opinions are all over the map on it. One last stat on Damian Lillard. We talked a lot about him and his 71 points today. Last night, he became the first player to make 400 feet worth of shots in a single NBA game. His final number was 420 feet. Nice. So there you go. 400 feet worth we're of shots. measuring that like we're measuring putts. And somebody texted that. Yeah, this is a new stat. Putt, how many feet of putts has this guy made on a Sunday in a big tournament? Dame was on one last night. Timbers uh, play their first game tonight on Apple TV. I'm excited to check that out, see what the Apple TV product looks like because the Pac-12 might be heading there soon. So we'll talk a little bit about that tomorrow. Thanks so much for being a part of our Monday. If you missed any of the show, Tyson Alger joined us to talk about getting stuck in his car on I-5 for eight hours, and that was a fun conversation. We'll tweet it out as soon as we're done, at Dirt and Sprague and at 1080 The Fan. Thanks for being a part of our Monday. Talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Collins next for listening to 1080 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.